0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to Narciss from Content Refined and talk about the KGR, working at Content Refined, and a couple other things as well. Narciss, how are you today? Great. How's it going, Doug? Doing awesome. And... We haven't talked too much. We had a, sort of a pre interview, so we know each other just a little bit. But for folks that don't know you at all and they don't know Content Refined, can you introduce yourself first? And then what is Content Refined?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, Narciss, I'm the business manager at Content Refined. Um, content Refined essentially is a content marketing solution for anyone with some sort of online presence. Mainly, you know, we work with affiliate site owners. That's kind of the majority of our clientele, but really anyone with some sort of presence online looking to get more content on their site, get more organic traffic flowing to their site, ranking for specific keywords to target a a specific audience. You know, we work with them to help get articles on their site, optimized properly, you know, ranking and targeting for those keywords.
0: And how'd you get hooked up with Content Refined? Yeah. So
1: interesting story. So, you know, finished school, went, you know, moved back home, started working for uh, a small nonprofit uh, for a couple of years, which I loved. And, and it was, you know, great, great work, but kind of decided to shift out of the, you know, the nonprofit sector and moving to more private stuff. And so um, got kind of hooked up, you know, through, through some people with, uh, with John who, who, you know, he's our, one of our founders and worked, worked with John for, you know about a year two years on on a few other projects that, that he has going because he always has a ton on the go and uh then you know contact refining was kind of a piece of that of all those projects that he was working on and uh kind of got plugged into there doing stuff with maddie who was the you know uh, the previous business manager before she went on maternity leave um, so worked with her a bit, and then you know when she went on maternity leave, I kind of got got plugged into the business manager role, and have kind of taken over that. Um, and now we're working on Maddie is back. We're kind of both working on on a few things with content refine that that are going to be pretty fun. But yeah, that's kind of how the the short story of how I got, got shifted into that role. Um, but I've always always been in call it like operational type uh, project management roles and and fit in well and manage, you know, different teams, different sizes of teams, Um, you know, worked with, with, you know, city council people, town council people, stuff like that. So I've always loved that kind of management side of things. And Connor Fine was, was a great fit in terms of diving diving into this crazy world of online affiliate sites and all that fun stuff. Um, But then also kind of managing this, you know, this business and being able to, produce results for clients. That's kind of the biggest thing by managing you know, teams and, and operations and procedures and stuff like that.
0: So what kind of work were you doing with John initially? And it sounds like, you know, coming from the nonprofit world, you probably didn't do anything related to um, SEO or affiliate marketing. So what kind of work did you do early on?
1: Yeah, so diving in with John, it was a lot of, so we worked on an ICO uh, called AdBank, um, which was very, you know, heavily like tech related. We were building up a, an ad platform. Um, so kind of jumped into the online world quickly there um, and then have to learn quickly as well. But there was a lot of kind of like, call it like fundraising and, and logistical stuff involved, which that was kind of my focus. But then also understanding how, advertising works just at at the core and things like that um and then we kind of that also led you know like once that was built out and we were launching stuff that also led to a lot of you know call it like online content seo stuff developing the website developing the platform working with other uh other partners and stuff like that and so yeah i mean seo is fairly, fairly new to me in terms of, I would say the, you know, the majority of people that are out there and like the, the OGs, like yourself, Doug. Um, so it's, it, it fairly new to me in that sense, but I've been working on it for, um, you know, I would say probably the last four ish years. Um, Cause I think I started with John about five years ago now. So, yeah, so slowly been working my way into it and then kind of ramp that up with, uh, with content refined, obviously, but you know, as you and, and everyone listening knows, SEO is a pretty, you know, always changing ecosystem and there's always something new to learn. So, uh, which I love about it and, you know, as many challenges as that brings along, I, I do like that aspect of it.
0: What kind of uh, challenges did you run into when you moved over to Content Refined? And I know there was some, I guess, shuffling around when maddie went on maternity leave she's been on the podcast before so people can go back and listen to those interviews but yeah yeah just stepping into a, a different role any anything uh like i said challenges that you ran into
1: yeah obviously i think with any any change of role or change of pace there's the kind of challenge of understanding going from you know here's the procedures that i used to do and then here's the procedures that I now do. Um, So obviously there's that, that's kind of the basics. But then, you know, being able to, I really love kind of jumping into things and then being able to like lean out of business and create better, more optimized procedures. And so building those procedures out, you know, challenge in itself, but then kind of an extra added layer of challenge with SEO because SEO is not, there's no one, you know, we all know there's no one answer to everything. There's some great, answers out there for for specific things and they work as well you know we're going to talk about later but there's a bunch of things so it's you know here's how we currently optimize and here's our procedure okay how can we make that better okay well we need to dig into different strategies how do we write our articles how do we publish you know how do we format stuff things like that and that and that always changes right that changes i mean every google update that that changes for people so it's that it was i think it was that added layer of like Optimizing our procedures and internal processes, but at a bit of a different level because there's there's so many factors jumping in there with SEO, affiliate sites, optimizing stuff, you know, tons of stuff like that. So sure. I think that, that's kind of where where that biggest challenge uh, lied for me.
0: And I'll put you on the spot here, so it's okay if you don't have an answer for this, but. Is there any specific example where you, you know, you stepped into the new role, you had standard operating procedures, SOPs perhaps in place already, and then you realized, oh, we can do a better job. So is there any specific optimization that you brought once you got up to speed in that role?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, currently, like it's kind of an ongoing process, but like currently right now we're doing uh, a few Procedures where we're trying to just kind of like internally track some stuff better, understanding kind of the like the true cost per article for us, things like that. So optimizing that stuff. Um, one that comes to mind though, uh, and actually actually it's probably gonna make me look bad, but it didn't end up working out. But it was a it was a good, still still kind of good to go through because we understood where we needed to go with it. But initially, we when I first started on, I kind of had this idea for building out. A, a bit of a sk- service through Content Refine that was a bit more than just creating the content. So we wanted to kind of create this, uh, call it like a big report of like here's the here's an entire audit of your site, where you stand, and then where the opportunities lie within uh, different categories of keywords where you can expand on where you know what whether it's the current categories you have or like different ones. So this kind of giant report, and then from that report we would. Uh, create a call it like cluster of articles for 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 the long term for that that client and their site, and then we would also incorporate a like a backlinking strategy as well. And so all of that was great, but then the backlinking part is kind of where we we hit a wall, and it was really tough to provide the results that we wanted um, and that clients were expecting. And so we we had tried it out. We kind of did a bit of a beta test with it, tried it out on a number of clients over. It was probably like four or five months. We did it for a while, um, and it, it, it just wasn't the procedure work, but the results weren't there, and so we didn't want to keep, you know, offering a service where we weren't going to get people the results that they wanted. So we kind of we scrapped it. But then from there came a lot of great ideas and and you know procedures in terms of like looking at sites and being able to like audit them a bit more and understand them a bit better.
0: Okay, in. It sounded like you thought that the portion that didn't work out was the link building portion,
1: yeah, yeah, and it wasn't that link building doesn't work that's that's not what I meant to say. it's just that the strategies that we were incorporating weren't providing the results that people were looking for, and so we kind of we kind of backed off of it,
0: okay and yeah. and I don't know if this will lead to a dead end, but i'm I am curious, and I know in talking to some of the other services out there. There is typically a budget that you can afford to pay per link. And I mean, that's that's sort of the nature of getting links these days. If you're doing outreach for clients, you may have to pay um, whatever, 40 bucks or so yeah. for a link to get the guest post. And, and that said, and you may end up in a spot where you can't get the good links because your budget's too low for specific links. And as I've, I get a ton of emails from people who say, Hey, I have uh, all these link opportunities. And they're like, yeah, it's, um, you know, X amount And any of the good links. Well, they cost more than whatever the budget is in all the agencies that I've talked to. So anyway, is it kind of related to that? Like the actual links that you can get were B or were kind of crappy because the um, the budget was so low based on how much you were charging so kind of a convoluted question, but I think you get the point
1: yeah, no I completely get what you're saying um, it was it was a mix of that and then also depending on what we were trying to target, we just weren't able to get links um, so it was it was a mix of yeah not getting the 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 links that we kind of wanted to be getting um, and then also, on the other end just the struggle to to be getting those links um and yeah like i said it wasn't you know some of them did like some of the backlinking strategies did work they just didn't work to the level of like you know here's the service that we're offering and then here's kind of what you're getting with the backlinking and that didn't match up and so i i just kind of didn't want to i don't know you know, can, can lead to a bad reputation and didn't want to be offering a service that sure. wasn't kind of up to the standards that we wanted. So we cut that out. But then, yeah, like I said, like all those other kind of portions of of that service ended up kind of just being um, taken into, you know, our current services and, and expanding on those a little bit.
0: Got it. And yeah. just to go a, l- a little deeper, I know I know that um, I think like Href's will have a sort of a guide, like, hey, you would need X number of links to be able to rank for this term. And if it's something relatively competitive, I mean, you may need to get 50 or 60 links, which if you go to basically any agency that will help you build links in any capacity, I mean, those are going to be at least $100, but probably a few hundred dollars per link. So you do the quick math and that's a pretty, you know, big pill to swallow for someone to pay, you know, Hey, I want to rank this term and it's going to cost me $15,000 over the course of six months to get enough links to even try to rank. So that it's pretty tough if you're going to outsource the whole thing and there's not very many natural links coming in. And it sounds like most likely the places, the URLs you were trying to build links to were most likely these, uh, affiliate posts. So people are not going to happily link to that. It's easier to get a link to an informational skyscraper post, for example.
1: Yeah. And, and that's kind of what it was that like, exactly what you said. I mean, the informational stuff is obviously way easier to build links to a lot of what we were doing because of call it like the clusters of keywords and topics that we were targeting. A lot of it was, was based off of those affiliate posts. Um, so yeah, we just, yeah. And and we did kind of aim, you know, we used hrefs to kind of aim or give ourselves a target for like, here's what we want to do. And here's kind of where we want to aim for in terms of how many links we want to get, uh, get to the article, um, or the articles. Um, but yeah, it just didn't, it didn't work out. And then, I mean, it, maybe, you know, if, if we gave it a bit of a, if, if we spent a bit longer on it, maybe and kind of kept going on it, maybe it would have eventually worked. But we were just kind of at the point where, you know, I kind of like to test things out fairly quickly. And if there is not, if I see some momentum, great, let's, you know, kind of lean it out and, and slowly keep holding on it. Um, if not, then I kind of, I, I like to cut it and just kind of take what we have and put it into a different system. So that, that's kind of where we ended up. Um, which I mean, to be, to be honest, I'm kind of glad we did. Cause the, the spike in, um, just overall content development for, uh, for our clients and for new clients over the course of the last year and a half has been, has been great for us. And that's kind of where we've put all of our energy into.
0: All right. Well, I want to move into one of the services that you offer and that is the keyword golden ratio service. So can you describe uh, what the deliverables are and what a, you know, your clients expect to get from that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of deliverables, very similar to to what we offer with a lot of our services at the core of it, it is content created for your site. Um, So what we do is we do the keyword research, we create the content, we edit it, we optimize it, and we upload it to your site, you know, formatted correctly, links, internal links included. If there's any external links that need to be included, include those, all that good stuff. Um... But with the KGR method, obviously the, the biggest difference is the method that we use for, for the keyword research. Um, and so, you know, with kind of color, you know, standard keyword research, um, it varies, right? Like if, if people always ask me, you know, like, oh, what, you know, what kind of volume do you look for? What kind of competitiveness do you look for all, all this? And there's no one answer because it really depends on, you know, the site, the niche, what categories you're targeting, what kind of topics you want to look at, how long your posts want to be like, there's a you know a dozen factors there. And so, you know, all of those go into the keyword research process. But at the end of the day, we try and find keywords that are low hanging fruit for, for the people that we work with. Um, and that are going to, you know, hopefully have them ranking for that keyword pretty quickly. Um, again, that depends on the site. Some sites want more competitive keywords because they are, you know, have a higher authority, they are more competitive with KGR. Um, you know, the method personally, I think is really simple and, and you're, you're kind of the brains behind it, but it's, you know, essentially looking at keywords with a uh, very low volume, uh, you know, 250 or below, and then seeing what the all in title search results are and comparing, basically comparing those in a quick equation, comparing those to get a number, and then, if that number is below us or threshold 0.25, that's a good a good keyword to target. And I really like it because when I have a lot of uh, clients with new sites come to me and they want to just kind of you know get the ball rolling, kind of get out of that sandbox, get indexed, and then you know move from there. And as as you and most of your audience know, once you get the ball rolling with the site. It, you know, it really does keep rolling as long as you stay consistent with it. Um, so I love KGR for for new sites like that because it really helps people kind of just like build up the, that momentum, and then they can kind of go with it. I also like it because it it can help you kind of separate into a new category of, of topics for for your site. Right? If, if you have a good site with a decent authority, decent traffic, um, but you kind of want to maybe start delving into a bit of a different topic or, or a different set of topics, it can just, it can be that it's a great like kick in the butt. For, for keywords and, and rankings right like it gets you it gets you ranking quickly they, they are very specific depending on the niche but those specific terms can garner really great traffic um, even when the the volume is low for the keyword I mean in my experience I found whatever the volume says on hrs and SEM rush it's a good indicator but don't think that is a ceiling to your to your volume like I've seen people rank for Keywords with a hundred volume and then get three hundred volume traffic out of it per month um, after you know after three four months of of ranking for it so yeah that's kind of the strategy that we take with with the KGR method we've kind of adopted it from you and just kind of plugged it into our systems and it's it's worked really well and I push it to to anyone I talk to you know in terms of our our clientele because yeah I, I like it it's hard not to you know use something when it works really well.
0: Awesome. And to your point of the search volumes, not really being an indicator on the traffic that you might get, I I found something on uh, one of my sites recently where it's actually the highest trafficked page Mm -hmm. and I'm not actually ranking for the term that I'm targeting. And it's ranking for a bunch of other long tail keywords that I think they get, you know, zero search volume is the estimate, but obviously like people are searching for some related long tail. So I'm not ranking for the main term. The main term only has like, I don't know, 10 or 15 searches per month or something like that. And if you... If you looked at my site and you looked at that specific URL on Sumrush or Hrefs, it would look like it's getting no traffic, even though it's getting the most traffic on the site. So it's it's really strange. And it's not even that long. It's only about a thousand words or so. So it's a really oh. strange kind of anomaly and you know, I look at the data trying to, you know, figure out how to replicate it or do it again. And I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's just one of those things where everything sort of came together. And like you said, there's so many variables involved. Yeah. that it's, it's hard to figure out which one to look at closer and, you know, look at all the other pages on the site that aren't doing that. So yeah, I don't know what to do, but it's, it's cool when it works out like that.
1: Yeah, great when it works out. And then even even when it's like one of those where you're just you have no idea what's going on. It, I mean, good feeling. And then it's nice. to It's kind of fun to dig into it, right? Like, even if you can't get the answer, it's kind of fun to dig into and be like, Okay, like, what did I do right here? And then how can I replicate it for every other post or, you know, whatever you kind of want to do with your site. But no, that, yeah, that's that's interesting.
0: here's a word from our sponsor, Otis Global. That's O-D-Y-S. And you can kickstart your online business with a premium age domain from Otis. They're the source for age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The featured domain for this week is Massive Phobia. Massive Phobia was a health blog covering the subject of phobias, as you might imagine. And the site was um, sort of Well, we'll call it fun and imaginative. It covered the top 10 phobias of some of the most well-known people in the world, real and fictional. And after learning about the fears of Batman and Mr. Potato Head, there was also a serious side to the site looking at legit phobias affecting everyday people. It's kind of interesting. If you go hop back over on the way back machine, you can take a look at the, the different snapshots here and I'll read off a few of these. So top 10 ways to boost your mental health. Well, that's actually a pretty legit one, but it's targeting anxiety and depression, how to survive Valentine's Day with depression. So that was published around a, you know, February timeframe. Am I, elic- am I addicted to lip balm? Okay, so there's a lot of different <laughs> things and it's it's on the edge of sort of health in some ways, but at the same time, it y- you can actually make this pretty amusing by covering some of the, you know, phobias that aren't funny to the people that have them, but they could be amusing to other people. Like if you're addicted to lip balm or something like that, you're obsessed with lip balm. Let's get into the stats here versus me Trying to not make fun of people with phobias. All right, so it was created in 2017. It's four years old. Currently, the domain rating is nine, but it's been as high as 27. The domain authority is 29. It, of course, has a pretty brandable domain name with phobia. You know, potentially one of the uh, keywords that you might be targeting in there. Now, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much say the best monetization for this particular site is most likely around display ads probably not a surprise you potentially could promote some affiliate products or have display ads um, that you've uh, worked out a specific deal with a company but in general these are going to be sort of potentially viral post you may be able to get uh, quite a bit of organic traffic as i'm looking over at hrefs i see that they were getting quite a bit of organic traffic back um, in the heyday before they stopped working on the site and then let it go into auction Uh, looks like the estimated traffic back in early 2018 was about six thousand visitors per month, and often it's much higher than that. So it could be you know two to five times higher than that. So they were getting a decent amount of traffic in the heyday, and then it slowly declined over time. Still has you know quite a few backlinks pointing to it. Ninety four referring domains. Sixty one of those referring domains are do follow, and two hundred and fifty eight do follow backlinks. Currently, they have some pretty awesome links from uh, you know. Big websites, of course, Uh, we have Pick the Brain, Hello Giggles, and IFLScience.com. There's a lot of branded anchor text, and this is still um, in the Google index, so that is a positive thing. You can go have a look at Otis and some of the other sites that they have some of the other domains. And I actually just, I took a look and it's sort of interesting. There's three domains that have phobia in it. So, you potentially could have the opportunity to get into the phobia space, if that's your thing for some reason or another, and have uh, several different sites that you consolidate into one and go from there. So that could be sort of a high value way to acquire these sites and, and do something interesting. If you join Otis using my affiliate link, my special link there, you can get $100 into your account. So you just have to go and apply. It's one of those deals you have to be accepted into it. So even if you're not uh, in the market you know today to buy a domain, go have a look. It could be something that you can take advantage of in the future, keep an eye out for a domain relevant to maybe a site that you already have or something that you're scoping out. So thanks again to Otis, really appreciate their sponsorship. So, do you have any tips for finding the KGR terms? So that's a super common question. Maybe you could walk us through the process or any checklist or how you start filtering to uh, get to the KGR terms.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I would say that's probably the toughest part of, of the whole process. Obviously, I mean, w- which is probably you know, keyword research is probably the toughest part of of most content development processes because it. You know, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're kind of looking for more general broad topics, it can be tough to narrow it down. So I think the first, I mean, first thing you do is you want to try and narrow it down as, as much as possible. Um, my, personally, what I like to do is, you know, you, use tools like SEMrush Russian HRS if you have it. Um, if not, you know, the old, old fashioned way of Google searching always works as well, but it can, obviously can be tougher. Um, what I like to do is, I'll use a tool like Ahrefs or SEMrush and try and find clusters of keywords um, related to whatever category of, of topic I'm, I'm diving into, and then I'll try and narrow it down by by search volume, obviously, because we want to keep that search volume around you know two hundred and fifty or below. So that kind of helps narrow it down as well. And then I'll kind of I'll take those cl- that cluster of keywords, you know, maybe toss them in a spreadsheet or something like that, kind of analyze them, see see what the total volume is and all that, Uh, figure out which ones I actually want to be or want to try and rank for. Because, you know, you might be looking at specific categories of topics, and then they just might be completely um, outside of your niche. So narrow them down through that. And then really from there, you know, hopefully by then you have a, call it smaller list that's not going to be super overwhelming or time consuming to plug into um, into an all in title search. Um, but from that list, you know, maybe you have like 10, 15, 20 keywords, start plugging them into Google, you know, doing the all-in-title search, figure out what the what the total uh, all in title search is, toss them in a spreadsheet, d- you know, do the quick equation, divide, divide it by the volume, and uh, once you've done it for all of them, see what the results are and then focus on the ones that have that you know, KGR score of 0.25 or less. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that that's probably the best approach it's all, with, with keyword. Re- I always say this, but like keyword research to me, is just like a very manual approach. There's, there, there's like KGR, there's some really great strategies out there to incorporate, but at the end of the day, it's just taking the time to like manually dig into it and, and see what's out there. Um, and it, it takes more time, but it'll, I mean, it'll save you time in the long run save you effort in the long run, because you'll, be ranking for some good keywords within your niche.
0: Yeah. And when, I mean, like you said, just the manual process of the whole thing, Google auto suggest is where I've found some of the best keywords. And yeah, you can use tools that will extract the auto suggest. But a lot of times I just go (laughs) and and use the search field and, and start typing in and see what pops up. I mean, you can find... Lots of keywords that way fairly quickly and usually the limiting factor, as you know, Narcissus, is uh, writing the content and having it produced. I mean, I, I could find hundreds of keywords, but it would take, you know, months to get all of that content written. So really finding the keywords is, you know, while time consuming, manual, it's fairly easy to find more keywords than you can possibly use especially if you have the sophisticated tools where you can get thousands of keywords from competitors filter. And then, I mean, you have, like I said, more keywords than you can use just in general. So, all right, fairly straightforward in in finding the keywords. Um, and I'll, I'm going to re ask cause a lot of people get stuck sometimes. So if people are having trouble finding KGR terms, Do you have any tips? And I I stole one of the best ones, which is the auto suggest. So if you have any others, you can mention, if not, we can launch into another area.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm big on the tools. So I, I, I really like Ahrefs and SEMrush. There's, if you use Ahrefs, it has, you know, kind of the similar auto suggest feature where it finds similar related terms based on a specific keyword. Um, SEMrush does the same thing. Uh, those I find, I mean, I know those are paid tools, but if, uh, if you're really serious about it and then like, you know, you can, you can afford the, the I mean, even a month membership to one of those will you can probably get enough words, keywords for for a lifetime. Um, so yeah, th- that's kind of I like the the. I think it's like a, I forget what the exact field is in HRS and SEMrush, but I think SEMrush it's the keyword magic tool. Basically, you know, you put in the call it like the core keyword that you want to be looking for. And then it'll provide a bunch of suggestions. And then from there you can narrow it down, right? Like you can, you know, if you want how to articles, you can add, you know, include the phrase how, or how to, if you want question articles, you can find those. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'd say that. And then the other thing, and this is what I love about keyword research is like, if you you can use, you know, kind of one, call it like core term to find a bunch of keywords, but then each of those keywords you can use as a core term to find more keywords. They're not always going to generate as much results. But, you know, if you find, you know, if you type in apples and you get how to pick apples, you can take how to pick apples and put that in and then see what kind of other long, even longer tail keywords are, are developed from there. Um, so that's kind of what I love. There's there's a ton of different layers that you can kind of dive into.
0: Yeah, it's very recursive and it's uh, it could be messy and it, it'll take you in another direction. And I've definitely yeah. looked up, and two hours went by, and I'm you know starting to look at the backlinks for some random site. I'm like, oh, how, how is this site ranking? Uh, you know, there's so much data in those tools yeah. that you can go down the rabbit hole. So yeah, yeah, we've I think we've all gone down the rabbit hole at, at some point. <laughs> so working with clients, you've been able to see what works really well. Um, maybe sometimes where the KGR or other, uh, strategies don't work as well. So can you tell us some of your observations and these can be sort of broad if, if you're not able to think of anything specific, but I know I, I see sometimes people have trouble with the keyword golden ratio and they say, Hey, I found these keywords. I published, you know, 30 articles. Um, they're not ranking that well. So yeah. Do you have some observations, especially, you know, working with different clients, different sites, different authority and strategies in general? So I'll, I'll leave it kind of open and let you tell us what you've seen.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, on, on the positive side, when I've seen a work, it work, it, it works really well. Um, we've, we've seen it with, I mean, we've worked with a number of clients, um, or we've incorporated the KGR method with a number of clients and it's worked extremely well. Um, the the when it works well, it's usually on a site that is I wouldn't say like a high authority site necessarily, but a site that has consistent content always going up and is related to the niche that they're working in. Right. So when the when the kgr keywords just kind of aren't these random keywords that they're just trying to rank for and fit within the niche of the site, and they keep getting consistent content up, um, then it works. Um, there's a few examples that I can think of where um, with some of the articles the 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 person, the site owner also had some videos to go along with it. And then there was a bit of, you know, back and forth linking there that, that helped out a little bit, but, you know, outside of that, you know, really just kept the content consistent and kept, uh, kept posting articles uh, on a, you know, more than weekly basis. And so saw some really good results. Um, but, you know, not, not every, like I said, not every KGR term or, or article always ranks really well. So, When it doesn't work well, it's, you know, there's, there's examples where, um, someone has, you know, we did an article for someone, we optimized it properly based on the, on the term, but then they changed a few things within the article themselves. They did a few edits and those edits, you know, they were minor, but they affected the keyword that we were trying to target. And so it's still ranking for that KGR term, but then it's ranking for another term a bit better. But that term doesn't have as much volume going to it, and then the KGR term kind of got left behind. So they're ranking in the top twenty, um, but you know not where they could be uh, based on based on the volume of the term. So that's kind of where. And, and then again, you know, with like I, I had mentioned before, you know, it's KGR is great for new sites, but you can't just do two KGR articles on your on your new site and then call it a day. Um, you have to and i've I'll, I'll, i've said it before and i I will always kind of live by this unless something changes with, with google but consistent content to me is is the best form of content like if the, the pillar for me when delivering content or putting content up on your site is just i always tell people like just get it up consistently um some people will will come in and purchase you know large packages from us and then want to get the the content up all at once I always suggest like you know if this is it, if this is all you're going to do for a little while, drip it out, like drip it out on a weekly basis or drip it out, even like, you know, daily basis, if you want, you know, however kind of quick you want it, but get it up consistently and then create clusters around that content as well. Um, And and that's kind of, that that can be another factor. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think. I think there was one site that, they targeted a few KGR terms and then we're going to create some content kind of around that and link back to, uh, but then they never did. They kind of just, they didn't keep up with the site as much as they should have. And then all the KGR content, it, it did well, just not as well as you, you'd want it to be doing, like as a top 20, top 30 um, ranking after after about five months, I think. So um, that's when I had, you know, that's kind of the opposite when I haven't seen it do as well. But it seems like even when even when it doesn't do that well, it still does pretty well sure. <laughs> com- right. you know, comparatively.
0: Okay. Very good. And I guess any other thoughts with the KGR service that you're offering? And then I actually want to go in another direction a little bit in a second here.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, not. I mean, nothing specifically that, com- specifically that comes to mind. Um, but I think, it, you know, I, I've already said it, but I, just to hit it home like anyone doing content out there whether it's with us or anyone else or yourself just consistency consistency make sure that make sure you're getting articles up consistently and then make sure that they're you know related to to the terms that your audience wants to be um wants to be reading uh and so by that i mean you know make sure that the intent is right of the of the search term and and the article
0: okay so The other direction that I want to talk about is going back and improving old content. So great strategy. I've done a case study with content refined in the past had awesome results that actually improved over time, over the course of say like eight, nine months or so. And in fact, I think the content that was improved was KGR, uh, keyword research based. So anyway, um, is, is this um, actually, can you just break down the strategy, how someone might want to do that? So I'll lay out a scenario so you can talk specific. Let's say someone has like 50 articles. Um, let's say they've taken your advice. They publish uh, consistently over time, which I don't actually agree with, but we'll go with your recommendation. And then they published an article per week for a year. They're thinking, Hey, I have, um, I have all this content. Should I add more content or should I improve content? Let's say they decide to improve it. What approach should they take? How did they prioritize, right? They have 50 articles, little overwhelming. What do they add? How do they prioritize which ones to do first?
1: Yeah. Great question. And when, when I would say, majority of the uh people we work with who do content upgrades will come to us and then say like you know hey i don't you know here's here's my site you tell me what what to upgrade um and that's kind of a part of the service and so uh you know when you have a ton of articles and you're not sure which one what we try and do is we we try and dig into the site a little bit um both through you know looking at the actual analytics of the site which usually the, the client provides to us. Um, and then also looking at, you know, data on, on Ahrefs and SEMrush tools like that. Um, basically we try and figure out, you know, where, where your pages are ranking, uh, or your posts are ranking, pardon me, um, what key terms they're ranking for and what the potential with those key terms is. So, you know, like things like, you know, how much volume is going to this keyword? Um, what's the difficulty of this keyword? What other, what are the other SERPs that are ranking for this keyword? You know, what are they writing? What are they focusing on? Are you focusing on the same stuff? Um, and then seeing where the opportunity is within all of those articles. So that might not mean, you know, and some people will come to me and say, you know, here's 10 articles that I want to upgrade. They're my worst articles on the site uh, in terms of in terms of volume. And that's not necessarily the articles that you want to be upgrading because there could be, you know, there could be an article that, uh is ranking you know like 11th let's say um but the the volume of the keyword that you're trying to rank for is you know there's a ton more opportunity there let's focus on that one you're it's it's already it already has a bit of momentum you're already doing all right with it maybe we can push it up to you know top five um so it's not necessarily like the worst ones it's more so the ones that aren't living up to their potential and and we think we can we can upgrade and so with those upgrades that that includes a, a ton of things that includes optimizing the article for the key term that that means you know adding specific content that's related to the to the term um or, or to the topic uh adding links uh, both internal and external um adjusting fixing adding subheadings uh, even you know in some cases like changing the title completely um if they're not targeting the the correct term in that title um updating images it, it's it you know so, sometimes it's, i won't say shocking because it happens a lot it happens to me so i won't say shocking but um you know sometimes you know like you don't notice, but there's a ton of images that, you know, after a few months for some reason are just like broken on on your site and you don't notice it. Um, broken internal and external links, um, product linking. That's a big one for people, right? Especially if you have like a, a best of guide style article, and then you notice that half your products to Amazon, uh, aren't working anymore. Maybe the product's out of stock, maybe it's not available anymore. Um, and you have an article with half your links that, you know, aren't, Converting to anything, um, so that's a big thing as well. Uh, yeah, so there's kind of like a, a host of things that we go through to make sure the article is up to up to date. But then in terms of finding it, it's figuring out where the most opportunity is within within all your content. Um, and sometimes you know people will come to me and give me an article that they posted less than a month ago and say, oh, this you know it's not it's not where I want it to be. Upgrade it. And sometimes I'll just say, you know, maybe it seems like a good article don't see too much wrong with it let's just leave it because it's it's still pretty fresh um a lot of the content that we upgrade is like i would say a year or more old uh usually older um and it needs to be updated whether it's the products that need to be updated the the subheadings the maybe the original keyword that they were ranking for is now a lot more competitive and and we kind of need to examine what the other serps are doing and what kind of content needs to be included
0: got it Okay. And just to restate, you know, one of the early points really important. So, if someone has say a handful of articles that are doing the worst, right? They're ranking the yeah, worst. Yeah. It's just not working out. You don't recommend it. That's where they spend their time, right?
1: Not necessarily. No, I wouldn't say that's the the like the key to the answer there. Um, it, it might be, maybe those were started, like maybe we do need to really upgrade those cause there's a lot of potential, but it's not the, it, it's not the, uh, the final answer necessarily. There's a bit more digging that I like to do before we, uh, you know, before we figure out which articles we want to work on.
0: Okay, cool. And, and I mean, I agree with that completely. I often will go to like, whatever's ranking in the top 10, even if it's ranking awesome already, like, Hey, it's Google already likes that page. It already has links. There's good, there's good momentum. Like why not add say FAQs or some other long tails in there if they're relevant to the topic. So there's a good chance if you do that, you're going to get a really good, um, return, quickly because Google is already favoring that page. So it's it's counterintuitive. And I mean, another way to look at it is, all right, you have something ranking eighth and you have something ranking 28th. If you can improve each one of those by five positions by doing the same effort, well, one of them is going to be in the top three and one of them is still <coughs> not going to be getting any traffic. So you may as well spend time where you're going to get a return a little bit better. So.
1: Yeah, and that, that's it. I mean, you, you said it better than me, but that's exactly what what I try and do. And I always, I give people the analogy of like, you know, if you're a good runner, go be the best runner. Don't try and be an okay biker. You know what I mean? Like, just go like, t- see what you're good at, and then go like, kill it. You know what I mean? Like, just go, go kill it. And yeah, the that's a great point of, of moving up, you know, where you're going to see more results.
0: Yeah. And I know it's it's not linear like that, but yeah, people get the yeah. idea if you're going to put some effort yeah. in, you're probably going to get a better return in a thing that is you're already good at, like running or some post that's already ranking pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Any other thoughts on the content upgrade service or if people were, th- you know, if they want to do it themselves, any other tips or tricks?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say you know, take a look at your own site because sometimes people, I think any good site owner always kind of has in the back of their head, you know, once they get a post up, they know that at some point they may have to adjust that post. And I mean, even evergreen content, you hope it's evergreen and you try and make it evergreen, but even ever, like, you know, there's a few little things here and there. But whenever you're po- posting stuff that's not evergreen, you always have it in the back of your head, like, yeah, I'm going to have to update this a year from now or, or, you know, whatever that time is. Um, So, you know, keep, keep an eye on your site. And then if you ever, I mean, if you're ever looking for some, like a, like a second opinion, we, we do like our site audits for free. So if, uh, you know, if you're interested, you know, jump on our site, give me a call. I'm more than happy to kind of go through a site with you, you know, just free of charge and and give you my thoughts on it. Um, But yeah, it's always, that, that's part of my job i love kind of like digging into that stuff so yeah if, if anyone is listening and interested more than happy to kind of do that with you um but yeah just i mean keeping keeping an eye on your site because i think a lot of those posts get a lot of older posts get forgotten about um and uh yeah just staying on top of it and then figuring out which ones you want to upgrade if any um is uh, is pretty important
0: very good well, I think we're we're gonna wrap it up here. Any, I guess, parting thoughts in general. Of course, we'll put links and everything so folks can get back over to Content Refined. Um, yeah, any other thoughts, Narciss?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely gonna plug myself here a little bit. Uh, but you know, like I said, if 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 uh, if you're interested in our content or just need to, if you just have a site and you want to like chat about it and, and get get my thoughts on it, um, more than happy to you know hop hop over to our site, contentrefined.com. Book a call with me, um, you know, free of charge. I'm more than happy to kind of dig into stuff with with anyone, and uh, you know, I love doing that stuff. So more than happy to do it and and you know, figuring figure out if there's any content needs, whether it's new content, content upgrades, any, anything like that, keyword research. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely very open to to digging into your site with you. Um, yeah, and that's probably it.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually have a site that I'm going to have you look at and give me some recommendations. So um, we'll talk after the interview about that. It was great catching up with you and thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Doug.